on today's episode. That's right. On today's episode GM3X, we're going to be talking about black people, white people. That's right. We're going to be talking about Asian people. We're going to be talking about Indian people. We're going to be talking about all the people. And we're going to be talking. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about some stereotypes that come along with that. And let's get a full-on understanding. What I want to do today is I want to make sure we get a full-on understanding of the beauty in the blended. That's what I call it. The beauty in the blended. All right, we're going to talk about that today. I think you're going to find it incredibly impactful. Also, my friend Jessica is going to come join us today. You guys will see her just a little bit later on today's show. She'll make an appearance. And you're going to hear the wildest origin story you have ever heard all that and more today gm3x let's go welcome to gm3x i am your host glenn lundy i am a husband to one a father to eight and the founder of the 800 elite club i hope you're ready for motivation education inspiration celebrity interviews and thought-provoking conversations because it's 5.30 a.m. and it's time to rise and grind. Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you, my friend? How are you, my friend? Dude, today is Monday. That's right. Today is Monday, July 11th, 2022. And what's crazy is I want to make sure we make the absolute most. And I do mean the absolute most of this absolutely incredible, incredible, incredible day. Hey, I'm coming to you live from Charlottesville, Virginia. That's right, Charlottesville, Virginia, the home of the Carter Myers Automotive Group. Usually we do CMA Day on Wednesday, but this week we're going to have CMA Day on Monday. We're going to have CMA Day on Tuesday, and I'm not sure if we'll have CMA Day on Wednesday or not. We'll probably need to think about that here shortly, but I'm coming to to you live super excited for an opportunity to spend some time with this amazing amazing organization if you've never heard or looked into the carter myers automotive group you got to do that it's led by a guy named scott simons liza myers borges we got my boy ed we got ben st ours we have my boy talal like they've just got an incredible organization all the way across the board and it's always an absolute pleasure and an honor to be able to spend some time with them. Good morning, Coach Jackie. I see you. All right. So check it out. Charlottesville, Virginia. Now, this is part of what I do. Okay. This is part of what I do. I work with owners and general managers of car dealerships all over North America, including having the honor to work with the whole entire lovely part of what I do with the 800% Elite Automotive Club is I get the opportunity to see things from all different perspectives, right? Not just in this industry, but of humans in general as I travel all around North America. Like for example, I get to see things through the perspective of a large, very large Chevy dealership in Tampa, Florida. A guy named Brad Wise, him and I have become very, very, very good friends. I get to see things through his perspective, which is crazy, right? It's, it's like incredible. Then I also get to see things through the perspective of a large dealership group in Texas ran by my man, Alex Flores, right? So I get to see things through his perspective, which is awesome. Then I also get to see things through the perspective of a guy named Matt Naimi, 
who owns an independent, an independent growing dealership in Attica, New York. And then, of course, I get to learn things from the perspective of my man, Dustin Ulrich, who's out there with a for the people, what they call a for the people dealership in Joplin, Missouri, right? So I get all these perspectives and everything in between. And an additional perspective that I get and that I love is there's one group in particular called the Mills Auto Group. Now, the Mills Auto Group is primarily in uh, North Carolina area. They're expanding into some other areas. But what's really neat about the Mills Auto Group is it's owned by this guy named Damian Mills. And Damian Mills has uniquely built... For those of you that can't see on the Facebook screen, Damian Mills is a black man and he has uniquely built his entire empire with a focus on diversity in leadership. Diversity in leadership has been his entire focus as he's built this place out, all right? So for example, he has 20 plus stores, 20 plus stores under his belt and most most of his stores are actually ran, the GMs of those stores are minorities. And I mean minorities including women, minorities including Asians, minorities including Indians, and of course, African Americans, black people, right? So his stores are ran by all these different minorities. Now, this is incredibly rare in the auto industry. Now, my friend Liza Myers Borchis with Carter Myers Automotive, she's super progressive. She's super working on all of these things, right? She's very diversified, which is incredible. But for the most part in the auto industry, it's pretty rare. Like it's an industry that is dominated by white males. Why would that be? Well, I don't know. Probably because a lot of these dealerships have been around for decades and decades and decades and decades and decades and decades. That's white skin. The opportunities were just different. So a lot of these dealerships have been handed down from son to son to son or son to son to daughter in a lot of cases, right? And so it just happens to be dominated by a lot of white males. Like that's just the reality of the situation, right? I mean, it's an industry where even I, like I too, am very rare. A guy in my position who has my experience with my skin color is pretty rare into this industry. And to be honest with you, I freaking love it. <laughs> I do, I love it because there is value in everything that is rare. If you look at a rare, like dropped a Pokemon card around his neck worth like $5.3 million because it's rare, right? Precious metals, gold, silver, all that stuff. We consider it rare, right? It's rare, therefore it's valuable. And I, myself, not only am I rare, but I am unique. You see, things that are rare have value. Things that are unique are priceless. And see, you and I, we're unique, baby. We're priceless, my friend. Particular industry. It is very rare, but it is not as rare as the way that I grew 
up. And I'm going to tell you all about it. First of all, I got to give a shout out to 800% Club, 800 Elite Auto. If you're an owner or general manager of a car dealership, come work with me, man. I'm telling you, it's been the greatest gift in my life. The dealers that we have in our network are absolutely incredible. And we'd love to have you come join us. All right, we're going to dive into today's episode. I'm going to share a little bit about my background. It's very interesting. It's incredibly unique. I've never heard anybody else with this story. Before we do, though, you know what we got to do on this show. Y'all know. All right. Mm. There it is. Come on now. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. Wake it up. And then Danelle Delgado's in this house. We're doing some training. She's here with her kids. Uh, we're doing some training in this house the other day. She's probably like, ah, Glenn Lundy, turn it off. <laughs> but listen, an object in motion tends to stay in motion. An object at rest tends to stay at rest. We want to get that object in motion. If you're out on a run right now, I'm going to need you to pick up the pace. I need you to run a little bit faster. Okay, run a little bit faster. Maybe you're lifting weights right now. Maybe you're in the weight room. If you're in the weight room, I need you to get that weight up. All right, pick up the weight. This is the time. We got to get that blood flow. We got to get moving. And no matter where you are in the world, I don't care if you're listening on Clubhouse. I don't care if you're on Facebook. I don't care if you're behind the scenes on Instagram. I need you dancing. Wherever you are, get your dance on. All right, can you do that this morning? Because we're going to do some dancing. This is also the part of the show. I want to say good morning to you, and I want you to say good morning to back. Fair enough? Fair enough. Good morning. I see you, Life Coach Gloria. I'm glad you're here. Coach Jackie, also on Instagram. Great to see you. Over on Clubhouse, I see all the peeps. I see Miss Liza Myers. Borges. Liza, excited to see you a little bit later today. I see Larissa's in the building. My man, TM. What's up, Marilyn Wilkin? How you doing, Marcus? Marcus, killing it this morning. What's up, Crystal Sakar Kate Bowman? I see Peter. Patricia. I see Stars Tina. I see Kimberly King and Annette and William. I see Queen and Adrian. Adrian! What up? I see Patricia and Erica and Jimmy and Raquel. I see Mary Kim and Nathaniel and Maisha. Or Maisha. And I also see Tanya and Brian. I see lots of folks over here on Facebook. Angela Ventures Heath is here this morning. What's up, Jeremy Courtney? Would somebody tag Jeremy Nulling? For some reason, I don't see him in here this morning. Jeremy Nolan, he was like, bro, you bringing the show back? I'm like, yeah, but I don't see him. Maybe he's still sleeping in. Kim Fair is here. The Bones is in the building. Another powerful dealer from up north. What's up, Don Sankey? Vicky Everett in the building. Sean Weatherby. Gail Beecraft. Whitney Wells is up in here. Jayma Newhoff New is in the building. That's right. See you soon, Liza. Julio Soto. I see Kimberly Hatfield and Wendy Reese. I see Robin Wilshans and Stephanie Toadbine. What's up, Stephanie Toadbine? I am glad you're here this morning. Janelle, you guys up down there? <laughs> She's gonna kill me. I'm telling you guys. She is gonna light me up here in a bit. But hey, seriously though. Super excited to be here with you today. Let's dive in. Let's have this talk. Let's talk about this stuff. It sometimes can be a little uh, little, I don't know, weird or awkward for a lot of people to talk about. We're gonna talk about it, we're gonna talk about it today. Before we do though, I gotta share just a little bit of good news from my girl, Miss Jessica Bailey. As Glenn Lundy says best, good morning, good morning, good morning. I am Jess with Good News Girls. My host Alex couldn't be with me this week, so you're just gonna hear from me. I know you've probably thought about how the lottery could change your life, but have you ever wondered how giving back to a charity could change your life even more than the lottery could? 
A couple in Australia, Aristide and Esther, decided they wanted to give back to medical research. Little did they know, not only would their decision to give back help someone else, it was going to be life-changing for their family. Both were hit, ran by the Hospital Foundation Research Group. The craziest thing is, their ticket was the winning ticket out of 200,000 purchased tickets that won. That winning ticket got them $4 million, a $3 million home and a check for a million dollars. The couple originally from Burundi in Africa are planning to take their winnings to go back home and visit family. But for now, they're going to move into their new beautiful home while they wait on the newest arrival of their baby in August. You should go get a lottery ticket. Sometimes giving could go a long way. I mean, it could even win you $4 million. Have a great Monday, guys. I'll see you next time. Listen, my dad, my dad is black, all right? He is a black African-American, whatever you want to call him. The dude is black. He's actually, as a matter of fact, he don't care what you call him at this point because he is no longer with us. He passed away a little over a decade ago, all right? But my dad is black, and he was very, 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 very dark black. Now, my mom, on the other hand, is white, um, kind of frowned upon, right? It was kind of frowned upon people to be blended, for people to be dating, married, out of their race, those types of things. And luckily for me, my parents didn't get me and my sister. And it was a very uh, interesting situation for them. My mom can tell me stories of how the people used to think that we weren't their kids. So she would go to try to get on a plane with us and they would have to like do all this extra stuff because people did not believe that my white mother could have uh, uh, kids, you know, with brown, with brown skin. And so they dealt with a lot and I'm thankful that they did, right? To give me the opportunities that I have um, today. But my, uh, the relationship that my parents had was not a good relationship in any by any shape or form, all right? It was not a healthy relationship. It was not a great relationship at all. My dad was quite a bit of an ass, actually, back then in that period of time. And so my mom, being the hero that she is, my mom chose to get out of that situation for me and my sister's benefit. And it was a very difficult decision for her to make. It was a dangerous decision for her to make. And so she made this decision to get out of that environment. I'm so stinking proud of her for doing that. Now, once my parents got divorced, my mother, who is white, I would have had pictures for you, Everett, okay? She met a dude named Everett. He was working at the bowling alley down the street from our house. He's nine years younger than my mom. He, I think he, had, he was still in college, I think. <laughs> Either in college or just graduated college. Nine years younger than my mom. She met him at the bowling alley. He was working there at the register. 
and uh, and they hit it off, and ultimately they ended up getting married. Now, when they got married, well, actually before they got married, but anyways, they settled in at Greenlaw Garden Apartments at 20 in Flagstaff, Arizona, 86001, I believe, maybe 86004. I always got to confuse. Those are the only two zip codes there, all right? So my mom and her new husband, apartment 28, Greenlaw Garden Apartments. Now, when we flip to the other side of the story, my dad also got remarried and then also got remarried again. <laughs> and again, actually, married the same woman twice. Um, but my dad, the woman that he married, she had four kids. And then together they hister with me and my mom, or with my mom and my dad. And then my dad marries a woman. She has four. And then together they have two, right? That's a total of eight. So they get married and they move into Greenlaw Garden Apartments, Arizona 86001. Yes, that is correct. My dad and his new wife. Move in two doors down from my mom and her husband. <laughs> I told you. It's a unique story. I don't know anyone else. I don't know anyone else who's got this type of a story, right? And what was crazy is every stereotype that you could imagine existed in those two houses, okay? So, I mean, dad's house was a black house house that's what it was like in dad's house they listened to motel music they listened to hip-hop there was uh gospel right gospel valerie be out there singing gospel they cooked collard greens and chitlins and all of those things right there was a tv on every corner of every single room and sports ruled the house sports softball and baseball like sports ruled the house and it was loud and it was wild and there was eight of us in there even though there was only it was only a three-bedroom apartment right eight of us in there i slept on the floor most of the time every once in a while i sleep in the corner of a bed that's how that worked over at dad's house now, mom's house, I mean, I'm talking all the stereotypes, folks, existed over at dad's house, all right? Kool-Aid, all that stuff, right? Okay. <laughs> now, over at mom's house, it was different. Mom's house was the white house. Mom's house was the white house. And we grew up, we didn't have much. We were uh, lower, lower middle class. Basically, we never went without, but there never was abundance. Let's just put it that way. And so over at mom's house with my stepdad Everett, over at mom's house, that was the white house, right? So we listened to country, reading a book, whistling show tunes, <laughs> all that stuff, right? And they hung out at the local bowling alley and they'd have poker parties over at the house. And that's just how things went over in the white house, right? All the different stereotypes that you could think of with lower middle class white house, that's what existed over on this side. Two doors down. Two completely different worlds. And my parents were really serious about this. You see, my dad had joint custody, and so he got to see us every other weekend. That was the rule. And so every other weekend, my mom, she would send us like 5 o'clock on Friday. Mom would be like, all right, time for you to go to your dad's. <laughs> and we'd have to grab our suitcase and walk. Doot, 
dude, 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 two doors down to spend a weekend over at dad's. And we'd be like, mom, are you kidding me, man? There's eight. Nope. If your dad lived across town, you wouldn't be coming back here to sleep. He lives two doors down. I don't give a dang. That's where y'all are going. I need my weekends. And so I grew up in this very unique situation. We had the black house with the white house. And in between, in apartment 29, we actually had a Hispanic family. And when I say Hispanic family, I mean like a Hispanic family that was not just a Hispanic family, but they were like a Hispanic kind of gangster family, right? Dude named Chris Logan. Chris Logan was the dude. Like, he was the G. He was a boxer. You'd see him outside. Him and all his other boys, they'd be out there boxing all the time, right? And they had, like, they'd be drinking drinking their 40s, and they had their bandanas, and they were wearing their dickies, and all those things, right? Like, cholos, those cholos, right? That's what they was living in the middle. And so I grew up in a white house, a stereotypical white house, in a black house, stereotypical black house, and right in the middle, a stereotypical gangster Hispanic house. And I, I, I clear. And so it was really interesting coming up that way. It was interesting seeing all the differences between dad's house, mom's house, the Hispanic house, and everything in between. There were very stark differences like very clear differences and when I was younger I struggled a lot with that so when I was in the black house I'd act black if I was hanging out with my Hispanic friends I'd act Hispanic whatever that means when I was with my white friends I'd act white whatever that means I dressed differently depending on who I was hanging out with. I had a really hard time discovering my identity at the time because my skin was too dark to be white, too light to be black, and I didn't quite understand where I fit. Now, being a struggling teenager, y'all all know that's already a difficult season anyway. Layer this on top. But I got to tell you now, now that I do know who I am and whose I am, there was nothing more beautiful than the way I grew up. In those different environments, every single day taught me the most powerful lesson of my entire life, which is that there is so much beauty in the blended. You know, yesterday I got an opportunity to go golfing with a guy named June, a guy named Jared, a guy named Tony. June's obviously an Asian guy. Jared, obviously a white guy. My boy Tony's an Italian guy from Boston. <laughs> and together, the conversations that we were able to have, the perspectives that we all share and experience, it felt complete, right? It just felt like we had different, we could see different sides of the ball. And see, typically in America today and a lot of places around the world, we live in these silos, these silos where we can only see one side of the coin. We can we, we feel as though someone has to be wrong for us to be right. We feel as though we have to choose a side. And ultimately, in choosing, we have to leave others on 
the other side. And my experiences in my life have told me that that is the worst way to try to figure out this thing called life. It has taught me that that is the best way for you to stay ignorant and small. But if ignorant and small is not what you seek and not what you desire, my suggestion is you get around people that don't look like you, don't walk like you, don't talk like you. And my suggestion also is that you highlight Point out what makes us each unique, what makes us rare, what makes us different. Everyone tries to tiptoe around it. I have had many friends tell me, well, I don't see it. What do you mean you don't see color? You don't see me? You see the color and the beauty in the flowers as you go by in, in, in the gardens. You see the beauty of the colors in the sunsets and the sunrises that you take pictures of and you post up on social media. You see beauty and color everywhere else. But when you look at me, you want to say, I don't see color. Now, I understand what you mean because... Luckily for me, I grew up with multiple perspectives. I understand what you mean is, hey, I love you for who you are. I understand that what you mean is you're saying, I don't see none of that. That's not what, that's not what I'm interested in. I'm just interested in your character and in your heart. Me. See me for what makes me unique. See me for what makes me rare. I'll see you for what makes you unique. I'll see you for what makes you rare because together, it's beautiful. There's so much beauty in the blended. This is my friend Danelle Delgado and my friend Liza. I'll spend time with them today. We come from different backgrounds, different experiences. We're all fighting a different fight, but together we're a force to be reckoned with. Last week, my best friend James, he's Native American. Last week, my best friend James came and spent the week with my family. He's got these beautiful daughters with this long, beautiful black hair. Their culture is so unique and so different than ours and the perspectives which they see things. It truly is beautiful. When I look at my wife, who is a white woman and the beautiful children, that we have been able to come together and create. I can't help but see the beauty in the blended. And this week, what I would like for us to do is this week, I want to really unpack this. I really want to talk about how beautiful it is when we come together. See, some of us kind of get it here in this space, right? We rise every single day with intention and purpose so that we can evolve into the absolute best versions of ourselves that we can possibly be so that we can go out into the world and make an impact. And we get to do it together, right? We come together in community and we say good morning to one another and all the different platforms and so on and so forth, right? And it's beautiful and it's powerful and it's impactful. And I am grateful for it. So I know most of us in this room get it. And here's what's crazy is it doesn't take the masses aligning in order to create shift or change. It just takes a few 
a few, a group of people who say, I refuse to allow things to continue to go the way they're going. I refuse to allow our country to continue to be torn apart. And if we will stand, divided as you all know, we fall. So I hope you'll go on this journey with me this week. I'm super excited about it. And until then, I want you to go out into the world and see it for what it is. See people for who they are. Understand that you and I are children of God, the God of the universe, the God that made everything. And that God made each of us to be the absolute best versions of ourselves we can possibly be. Not average versions, not a little bit above average, not a little bit below average, but the absolute best versions of ourselves that we can possibly be. And within that is the priceless nature of that which makes us unique. And to take what makes us unique and continue to stuff is a way of trying to silence the children of God. I'm not all about that. I know you're not about that. So let's spend this week understanding how we can give each other a voice and make the world a better place. Fair enough? Fair enough. Listen, if nobody's told you yet today, I want to be the first. I absolutely stinking love you. Go out there and have an incredible day today. I'm going to spend time with the Carter Myers Automotive Squad. And uh, actually, as a matter of fact, I'm going to head over to Clubhouse first. I'm going to head over to Clubhouse. We're going to do some Q&A. We're going to talk about this morning's uh, show. So if you're on Facebook or Instagram, you want to go join us over on Clubhouse, I'll be there till about 6.30. So for about another 20 minutes, we'll be on over in Clubhouse. But if I don't see you over there, then I will see you tomorrow morning as we do this all over again on GM3X. Fair enough? Fair enough. Let's get out of here.